Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis, and I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, and you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we invite willing participants to get coached live and in person right on the podcast. I want to introduce today to you a guest. His name is Jean Collat, and he comes from Montreal. Jean, welcome. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for the privilege you're giving me today, Kim, and certainly uh, this is very exciting. So you live in Montreal. You're a consultant right now. Like, tell us a little bit about you. What are you up to? What's going on for you right now? Uh, first, I wish to correct one little thing. I'm out in the country, so I'm one of the very fortunate person living in the eastern townships. So I've been there for the last five years, and although I was working in Montreal or just outside in the suburbs of Montreal, I was commuting as well as traveling extensively. I mean, there was a point where I was actually traveling eight months a year, so which is kind of a, a challenge for me right now, uh, uh, being uh, still in the country, but um, I'm managing as, as much as I can. Um, who I am? Well, I've, um, I've got an MBA as a background um, from Queen's University, as well as uh, an undergraduate degree from McGill University. I uh, was very fortunate to work with uh, Fortune 500 companies, as well as for uh, companies that were owned by individuals alone. Um, um, but uh, I think what has been special out of all my career were challenges over and over and over again from the top companies to the tiniest companies at all. And what did you do in these companies? What was your role? Like, I remember when I looked at your profile on LinkedIn, I was just stunned with how many over-the-top extraordinary testimonials you received on LinkedIn. Like, you just uh, were characterized in such an interesting way and I was just completely drawn to you. So what was your role in these organizations? I was, um, you know, when I started on my career with L'Oreal back in, in the late um, 80s, I was, um, I was in, started off in marketing and moved quickly into sales because if uh, anyone's familiar with a company like L'Oreal, unless you work through the sales path, I mean, there's no real future. So I took on that opportunity to be in sales, although it meant for me uh, one step behind because, of course, with an MBA at the time, uh, there was no way one would consider sales as a career opportunity. Um, but I did take that as a challenge because it gave me the opportunity to grow, and which actually did. And it was like a, um, an opportunity to move on and I have spent most of my life in sales and marketing. Um, now, of course, do I prefer marketing? Do I prefer sales? I think sales is more dynamic than marketing, although uh, I think you can be extremely creative being in sales as well as being proactive, whereas most of the time being in marketing is more intellectual driven. So um, most of my career has been driven towards sales, but also running operations um, back, uh, going back to the uh, mid-1990s. Uh, okay. And so we're here today. Like, what brings us to this conversation? You've had, I think, recently a bit of a tough experience. So where are we right now? Telling me. I mean, like... Many uh, give, I us, give us a little bit of that story. 
Um, I'll tell you what. It all started when, uh, after 13 years of um, being a business partner with a friend of mine for over 20 years, I've learned the hard way of uh, having being fooled by by an ex business partner whom made a choice that was perhaps not even my choice, but uh, behind a curtain, he made sure that he would get rid of all the business partners and starting with me, which was a active business partner. That was back at the end of 2017. And so as a token of my appreciation for what he had done, I gave him an extra $4 million in sales in the last year before I was given the opportunity to move on with another company, which uh, which was a very interesting challenge because as many other companies I've worked for, I didn't take for granted uh, moving in and just sit back and lay back and just enjoy the journey. I mean, every time there was a challenge. So for my last year, I did have a major challenge of of a company that had sales of $12 million down to $4 million and then prior for me to move on, um, uh, the company had already lost another $350,000 with the sales. So my role was really to turn the whole operation around, which I did, but with COVID coming on board, uh, it was too easy for that person or the board members to get rid of one salary. So the first step was being put on a temporary layoff, like many other people were, until they did an extra calculation and said, well, with the amount of money that I'm paying Jean, how about if I just decide to take over? And so I was let go last June. Okay. So I'm the type of individual, by the way, I'm not, it's not the first time I'm going through hardship anyway. So I think if you were to talk to my friends, what they'll say, Jean, you know what, if there's one person that has the ability of turning things around fast, uh, you happen to be one. And so I didn't take for, uh, for what it was um, and just lay back and just grieve uh, what I was going through. Plus I was going through a difficult uh, personal relationship because uh, my uh, my ex spouse uh, she uh, she freaked out with COVID. So if you can just imagine uh, what you call in English a double whammy. Well, I was one of the double whammy, and if you look at my face today, it looks pretty pretty good. Uh, <laughs> well, that's who I am as an individual, and that's what I can bring to any company. So, yeah, it's been tough. Um, so so but let me I'm kind of a po- positive individual anyway. Let me go back. So I just need to understand a few pieces. So you were in partnership with this gentleman for 13 years, and then he decided on his own that he wanted to eliminate his partners, and you were one of them. Yeah, and that that was part of new financing. So he had to get new business partners for for financial reasons. Okay. So instead of thinking about his companion in business for 13 years and a friend of his for 22 years. Well, like, unfortunately, many two people would do and which I would not have done. Uh, he decided that he would think about himself. So he had a very selfish um, 
you made a very selfish move. So in order to gain financing, the deal was we need to eliminate one partner and he didn't consult you. He just made a decision no. unilaterally and, and moved on. Yes. Uh, with a gun on the forehead, you say you accept the deal or you accept nothing and just be lucky you've got a job and hasta luego. So I lost all my investments uh-huh. and I also lost my uh, retirement fund because that was my ultimate project. Okay, so uh, let, let me just understand. So, and you stayed for a period of time and you still continue to do sales for the company? Yes, yes. And okay. you know, I, I don't give up. I mean, I think okay. I've got an integrity, I've got high ethics. And, and you know, there's, it's, it's too easy to give up just for the sake of giving up and just slamming the door, which I don't think is the right thing to do. I mean, okay. I had a commitment towards the people I have been working with. And don't forget, you. one of the, the approach that you came up with was the word polite. I'm, I'm very curious about how you came up with the word polite in one of the testimonials. in your testimonial. Yes, I know that. But, I mean, <laughs> it just happened that one, out of everyone on LinkedIn, uh, out of every word that can come up, that's the one that you pulled out as, 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 as significant. And... And, and and yes, I think the reason why I got so you know, uh, testimonial of that nature was because I'm the type of individual that is not selfish. I mean, he would rather if on rough waters, the I'm the captain. And if I happen to be the captain, I'll be the last one to get off the ship. Unfortunately, there are some people that will consider getting off the ship first. Okay, so, let, let me ask you a completely different question. And I know that your your challenge right now is that you got let go of this other position where you were actually managing to turn the ship around, then COVID hit and you were let go. And I know that you're coming to this conversation saying, so what's my next move? And I get that, but I want to kind of take a little bit of a step back because what I'm, I'm sensing is a bit of a pattern for you in your behavior where you get trapped in situations that are less than ideal. Uh, yes, you could say that. Uh, I would say some people are luckier than others. I don't think I've been that lucky. On the other hand, however, when I, because of being very positive, I still think that, um, you learn every day and it makes me stronger and perhaps it makes me the ability of coaching other people. It's interesting you're coaching me today, and I happen to be coaching other people uh, to help them grow. And and I don't. I teach them that integrity and its ethics are extremely important. It's not just a piece of word that one needs to write down or spell right. up. It's an attitude. And I think what people do remember of Jean Cola is the level of integrity and ethics and the fact that he never gives up. And if there is one thing he must do is protect those people at his own expense. So if you're well, gonna- so this is what I want to sort of uh, hone in on. So can you tell me a little bit about your relationship? You said you have an ex. How long were you together? The what? On a personal level, you were you have an ex- oh we had been oh don't forget it's we're back together that's the good news that's why you had such a great smile on my face today okay um don't forget you, you in life you have to you don't need to forget but you need to forgive 
and uh, and that goes with everything in life. And and don't forget, COVID has affected many many people. It's not just statistics of people who've died, but on a personal basis, it's been a tremendous trauma. And and yes, I am sympathetic to my uh, sweetheart because uh, she cannot cope with COVID. Uh, she may have had um, personal issues, perhaps. But COVID has affected a number of people, and it's not just financial. It's just on a personal basis. And, and sure. so, yes, we're back together. Okay, so uh, d- very, very quickly, you were together for a period of time, and then you broke up temporarily, yeah. and then you re- yeah. reunited. Yeah, and you How- can call love of my life. Yeah, yeah. And the age I have, I'll tell you, I have discovered what love is, at a very late age, but it's never too late so to learn. And that's why being coached today is certainly an opportunity for me to even learn more. I think okay. you, you can learn every day, regardless of your age. Okay, so let me ask you a few more questions. And bear with me in my line of questioning. You were together with your partner for how long before you broke up? Temporarily. You mean my, my, my sweetheart? Yes. Yeah, two years. Two years. And then how long were you uh, broken up for? Three months. Three months. And now you're back together. Okay. Yeah. And it's a fairy tale. Okay. It's a fairy tale. I mean, if you ask me, it's a fairy tale. I mean, from day one, it's a fairy tale. Even the breakup was a fairy tale somewhat. I mean, it was tough. But don't keep in mind. I mean, you're being let go. You're being let go temporarily. You're trying to protect your own staff. Because they were let go too, and they were done in a such a way that it was a very ruthless way. Yeah, I was fighting for them first before fighting for my own sake. Okay. and then I was definitely let go on a on a business side. Okay, so I, I just as I'm listening to you, I'm hearing and I'm picking up a few patterns. Okay, okay, so I'm picking up a pattern of extreme uh, righteousness, which is great. I'm also picking up a pattern of a person who tends to self-sacrifice. I would say, I would take that as a compliment, yes. Okay. So the (laughs) thing is that when we sacrifice ourselves for the perceived sake of others, uh, we're actually creating a bit of a disadvantage for ourselves. And we're not actually winning personally, and we end up not winning for others either. Why is that? Because there's a valiance to that up front. You know, we're valiant. Um, but then over time, it eats away at us. And we end up making decisions that are less than ideal. So, for example, when your friend and business partner, let's call it stabbed you in the back, you stayed. Yes. For financial reasons, yes, I did. I could have let go. I could have been Mr. Macho and say, you know what? I slammed the door. I'm out of this. You know what? No, I have an integrity. And I said, until I find something for myself, which was financial, keep in mind, I had lost everything. Yeah. Losing everything meant I still need to do my grocery shopping. So I stayed on board. I could have just sit back and wait until I get fired. No, I didn't. I just said, you know what, I'm, 
I have a pride and whatever I had started, I will finish. And yes, I did finish what I had started and I finished on a very, very positive side. And do I feel good? Yes. Do I feel it shows in my resume? Yes, it does too. And it's for that reason, but I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. So, so for me, the question is, how do you choose your next move? What are the elements involved? And, uh, you know, you say I have a high degree of integrity and I understand that I get that. Mm. And the question is, does, does your view of things enable you to easily find the next step? Yes, I think so. Until, until we meet again, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, I think I do. I've got to be more, more careful not jumping into the first opportunity. Um, I have to have the ability to ask questions that maybe I don't dare asking, but which become extremely important. And it's not just ask whether they have integrity. I have to ask them, can you explain me what you mean by integrity? What do you mean by ethics? And, and perhaps trust my little voice that says, Jean, it's not good for you. Which, by the way, sometimes, yes, I have challenged and not agreed to listen to my little voice. So this is perfect because that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. I think that you're a go-getter. You're going to figure out your next move, your next job. You're very driven. You're not a guy who gives up. And so you're going to find the next place. For me, the bigger question is, will that next place be a good move for you? In other words, will it be a good fit? And I think that you're used to going to the interview and selling yourself, but you're not used to doing the interview where you need to make sure it's a good fit for you. And so, yes, listen to that voice inside your head and, uh, and make sure that the criteria that you have for working at the next place is met. And don't self-sacrifice. Don't keep into that pattern because that pattern has historically caused you to block out some of those red flags that you see. It's true. You're absolutely right. Uh, This has been a pattern And if you're familiar, of course, you're familiar with psychology, there's two ways of doing either you give because you want something in return, or you give because your nature as an individual is a giver. And yes, I am a giver. Right. But at the same time, I have to learn to give to myself too. And think about, I know people don't like the word selfish. But it's a very different thing. And this is something that I've learned over the last three months and a half. And maybe this is something you wish to qualify. There's a difference between being selfish and being egocentric. Egocentric is geared towards uh, yourself only. Whereas selfish is thinking about you, but thinking about other people as well at the same time, but without forgiving yourself. So so I'll use a slightly different language. Okay. So when someone takes care of themselves, Mm. does that mean they're being selfish? It doesn't. No. No. So in other words, my, my ability to contribute to others Mm. is at its peak when I'm in my greatest state. In other words, when I'm well, when I'm healthy, 
when I'm happy, when Mm -hmm. I'm confident, when I'm satisfied. In those states, I'm in the greatest position to serve others. If I engage in a relationship where it's not optimal, I self-sacrifice. And when I self-sacrifice, I'm not as well. I'm not as confident. I'm not as satisfied. And when I'm not as confident, well, or satisfied as I could be, my ability to contribute is compromised. So I understand that what you want more than anything is to contribute in a positive way. Yes. In order for you to do that, you need to be in at your greatest state, which means that the decisions you make have to be very qualified. You have to be careful about the decisions you make. And make sure that, you, that not only you're a good fit for them, but that they are a good fit for you. And that is my greatest uh, guidance for today because I think you're going to find a lot of opportunities because that's your nature. The question is, which one will you choose? And I urge you to think carefully, do your due diligence, you know, make it a two-way interview, not just a one-way interview, and be courageous and ask the questions that you don't dare to ask. Let me ask you something. You're, uh, you're familiar with business and, you know, I've owned two businesses. And one of the things I've learned from my ex-business partner and ex-friend is there's a lot of things called you buy what you see, but you have to learn that there are, you have to expect skeletons and skeletons come back and show up once you bought the operation. How do you deal with those skeleton in an interview process, whether it's a consultant or full-time and because I'm frankly uh, looking at both alternatives, how do you deal with those skeletons that no one really wants to show? It's the same as you, when you date someone. I'll I'll tell you one of the most profound um, books that I've read on the interview process. And I think it's valuable even if you're buying or in a situation where you're turning the interview around is a book called the who method, the who, the who, W H O the who method in particular, there's a chapter on the interview. Yeah. That chapter is very, very powerful because what it does is it enables the person in front of you to tell their story. And as they're telling their story, what you're doing is, you're catching the patterns, you're catching the trends, you're starting to understand the pieces and how they fit together. In addition to that, you're asking for not references that they're willing to give you, but references that they're not willing to give you. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And so this is a very interesting process that allows you to gain information that's not easily accessible. So that look that up the who method very very effective book uh, yeah thank you for the recommendation yeah i sure will jean i hope that this podcast this episode gave you a little bit of insight gave you some things to think about as you move forward in your journey and really it's not to jump into the next thing before really making sure that it's the right fit for you you know what, you? it's interesting we do meet today. I mean, there's no coincidence. And I've learned from my little sweetheart that the universe is giving me what I had to experience and will give me what is best for me. And I have to say that this 
introduction the other day and when you contacted me and this process that we're going through is is an experience a very exciting one and i'm so glad i did participate and uh, i certainly want to wish you good luck i wish all of your guests good luck because i think there is always a bright side behind the clouds and the sunshine does glow so i agree Thank you so much. And for those of you who are listening, if you are interested in being a guest on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you don't necessarily want to talk about on the podcast, but do want some assistance with, please reach out to me anyways. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Jean, thank you again. Well, thank you very much, Kim. And just as a last note, if I may, I may say for those of you who may have second thought in participating in meeting with Kim, I can just tell you it's a breath of air, fresh air, and it was a terrific experience. Thank you so much for your time, Kim. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to you too. Bye.